Jason. Yes. Well, you're gonna get interrupted probably. If probably in here. So yeah, we. So just for everybody knows, it, it may sound a little effed up because should we cut that effed up? That's probably not a good. You thing. probably should. Should we just? Should we just start? Let's cleaning? pretend. Just guys, pretend that we cut that part out. I didn't say the word. Okay. Anyways, we're expecting somebody to call into our meeting so we could do a quick little um, intro to one of his Brett Vaughn, born 100 years too late, cowboy. Yep. He's kicking our ass in the ratings, Jason. Is he? That that Warner Glenn episode. Did killer. It was good. Well, I, and I he, listened to it. I was talking to him the other day, and you Except know, because that bird, that damn bird on the yeah, porch. Yeah, right. <laughs> We were, you know, really interested because Brett's got his YouTube channel and Facebook and Instagram and all that. So it was, I've been really interested to hear, like, if he got some following off of it, you know, because that was kind of the goal is like push people to Brett and check out his content. And he says that he's getting quite a few new subscribers. So thank you. Like, thank you, everybody. Um, we need like one of those uh, subliminal, like, follow Brett. Yeah, right. Just you know edit I mean? it like, in. Exactly. Just like, follow Brett. Mm-hmm. But while you're talking. It'd be like a, yep. He I says he's doing it. It's uh, it's picking up though, so it Follow it's Brad. good. <laughs> and when we uh, when we get to look at all of our analytics and stuff, it seems like people are really liking those stories. You know, the old yeah. timers, and I, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I hope that we can work out a deal for all those Dale Lee tapes. That would be nice. I mean, it, it'd be good. Like, I think it'd be. I, I like when I look at the numbers. When I look at the What's more important than numbers is the the trajectory. So mm-hmm. when we look at the hey, we got Brett just joining us hey, right Brett. now. When we look at the trajectory of the numbers, like the charts and the downloads, it's the right like it, it's easy. Hey, it's, bud, keep your mouth quiet hey. for a minute, Brett. We're recording. We're oh. talking about you. We're I didn't talk. even know you could hear me yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we heard everything. <laughs> yeah, we're making a subliminal. Uh, message follow brett whatever whatever our podcast is so the people go follow you but anyways when we look at the trajectory of the analytics it's the way i want to see them which is either stable or rising and and we're we're tracking some downloads we're tracking you know when people stop listening you know this thing and so consumption rate is is the big yeah, one yeah consumption rate and seeing how many people are finishing the podcast and and it appears that people don't finish it on the first listening but they go back and listen to the rest of it and so if we're doing something wrong we're we're, we're looking at all the stuff we can to make sure that we don't suck <laughs> yeah audience retention that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah to not bore you to death is our goal is if we can have those two guys that listen to us religiously come back, we're good with buddy. It. Yeah, we'll take the two and, and maybe bring your buddy once in a while and, and we'll buy him a beer. So, <laughs> there you go. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Jason? I'm doing well. He's he's always good. Nah, not always. There's days. Uh, Ask Jess. She usually <laughs> catches me in the morning when I'm not real chipper. <laughs> So we're going to do our second um, bonus episode with with Brett, right? Yep. Yeah, who are you going to – which one are you going to do? Are you going to do George or Clay? I think we should just do both. 
<laughs> oh, get the intro for both of them? Oh. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no, we will, long. but I don't know which one we want to launch first. Because you you kind of have an order that you were wanting to do these, didn't which you? Which is the cleanest, because Shannon's out, and so we're going to only have a short time for her to edit one. What do you mm-hmm. think is the easiest to get? And then, and then we'll have a couple weeks. So... I so think the first part of Clay Henderson's probably the cleanest because I went through it clean. and I edited it for the video. What I wanted to do is you guys put out the podcast and then like the next day I put out the video. Perfect. Let's do that. Let's plan on that then. Okay. Um, so so this pre-recording is going to have a few minutes before you joined us where we were talking smack about you, Brett. Okay. You good with that? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> have you ever been talked smack about before oh hell you i gotta pay him a compliment because i saw a facebook post he just put up and he had about the coolest looking mustache i've ever seen how oh, long that... ago was that picture brett oh man and i was drunker than a skunk too that was when my little <laughs> sister got married <laughs> understandable <laughs> that was a long time ago i don't even know how long ago it was but you should see. go check it out buddy it was it was pretty epic gonna... You're gonna. Oh, we, we were having a good time. That's we'll funny. use that as like an episode photo someday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these days, if you want to, I can tell some really good stories about way back when. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be suitable for all audiences, though. We got to get them settled in first, Brad. We got we got to make sure they're fully seated. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't want to scare them off yet. We got before we get turn your wild. seat to the upright position and buckle in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me. But you just did this most recent one, right? Like you just recorded it earlier this week, didn't you? Or it was last? Yes, week. last week. Uh, yeah, I went up there and talked to Clay. Probably, you know, the first part here, I I, I edited quite a bit out, and then the other part, I, you know, I have to go through it. And I, you know, you guys get time. I'd like for you to listen to it and everything. Make sure, you know, it. it all I can go by is what I like. You know. And, and it's what interests me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of that is just these local, you know, like he's, you know, he, they settled up at there in 1917, his family did. And they've been running bears and lions in that country since then. And he's a real humble man, really. You know, a lot of those old timers, it's, it, and it's just hard to get them to tell you a lot about the dogs. They, you know, I kept bringing up, you know, what about the hounds? Where'd your hounds come from? Oh, well, I had these two old gyps and, you know. Yeah, it's just one. It's it's hard. It, yeah, it it is interesting. Some people are are really into that. Do all the the details and every bit of it, and and then other guys just take what they got and they go. And he and he's got some stories, and it, it, none of it is in this first one. But in the, <laughs> I was telling Jason in the in the second part, he has a black dog that he named. <laughs> and <laughs> we gotta you know, he doesn't think out. nothing about it and i thought i thought man i just gotta make sure i'll go through there and i find that and then if you guys I don't mean, miss that one whatever yeah you do, i would we're gonna they will burn us down i know i know we'd gone just like that so but we'd have pitchforks outside mm, yeah man. something would happen it would get out and and i you know what do you tell an old man you can't say well you know we really can't use that i wish you would <laughs> can we just call him blackie or something but <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say nothing to him. I thought, well, just afterwards, I can figure out a way to just leave that whole story out. I guess. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll have to 
we'll have to navigate it i mean honestly yeah. it's it's uh that's the, that's you know not to get political but all these statues all this stuff i mean i'm never afraid to get political when i shouldn't be um what the what the hell are people thinking like there's there's history and and i'm not saying that everybody was right or wrong in history but it's history you know what i mean like let's, no, let's no, look at the future and let's let's you know like let it go and move on well you're right. supposed to remember your past i mean the history is what keeps you from repeating the same thing you yes. know with danny and her family being from europe yeah, you know they hear God. these words thrown around and it's like you know it's no meaning but to them it's a huge meaning because it's remembered and it's taught to their kids and it's totally different than here yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah crazy. That, i mean so i don't know but so we got we're gonna do uh, so how do you think the first bonus episode did since we're just doing a little quick follow-up right how, how are you happy you mean the one warner glenn yeah i sounded good i mean that's i mean it was just what we i mean it was our little intro and then whatever bruce did right yeah i didn't yeah and honestly i didn't listen to it i've spent so much time with those that <laughs> could could you go back and take the bird out of the porch next time was that my chair no oh no oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna send you i'm gonna send you an oh, order. oh the, the, I, you know what i, I listened noticed i listened to one of the i guess it was the podcast and i keep moving around in my chair and you could hear that sound like a bird in the in the room with me. So yeah i don't know if warner glenn had parrots or if they were wild birds or oh i don't know i don't know that's hard well that's like with the clay henderson interview i got home and 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 i put it up and i started editing it because what i did was is i used my fancy recorder mm -hmm. my zoom and i used this mic and it picks up everything but it wouldn't pick up me right so i used a little road wireless mic so i had to uh I had to sync those all up together mm -hmm. and it came out pretty good until they turned the air conditioner on and i never realized it and then they turned the air conditioner on and uh my mic was picking up the hum of that air conditioner and oh and, and it's not that bad but it sure was noticeable to me well hopefully um well it depends if you send those in in files that have if you don't match them together and you don't do the editing a lot of times we can mute out that mic when, when you hear that noise yeah so so that happens a lot with us and that's why we we do this with zoom we used to do it with teams uh you know but but the problem is they they meshed all of our audio files together whereas now you have your audio file i have my audio file and jason has his so if you're squeaking your chair while i'm talking or Our buddy's phone, phone's ringing i should turn that down um if you're squeaking while I'm talking, we can quiet, you can mute yours, right? We can oh, delete okay. that sound out. The problem is if you're squeaking and talking, hard to, you know. Well, I, I ordered some mics. So I, I, I went ahead and went to B&H audio or video, whatever it is. And I ordered some condenser mics and, and yeah. some stands and stuff. Cause I want, I mean, I want it to be, I want it to be good. I want yeah. it to be, you know, presentable no I, I i think it was good like i said i'm i'm excited we'll get to cool. the the second one i hope you, if you're happy with it we're gonna keep rolling and then you know there's a lot more of those bruce kennedy ones that you know you guys are welcome to use that sewell good one ollie barney they're good ones uh the the wiley carroll one it's not very good just because he was so old and you can't understand what he's saying yeah and on top of that um so that brings me uh to a 
by the time this releases, we might actually have them. So there was a, a, a hunter, he's a rancher down in Arizona, um, Ed, oh, I can't think of his last name. He just called Ash, you this Ashurst. Yeah, he called this. Uh, oh, yesterday. yeah, yeah. Did wrote the book on Terrell Shelley. And Warner Glenn. And Warner Glenn, yeah. And, Ed Ashurst. And, I called him and talked to him one time. We got two cases of books coming in. So we're going to have cool. those on the website for people because we want to have any kind of, you know, hound book that we can. And, and, uh, you know, it, it is written from a ranching. I don't know if you've read them. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot I didn't of read. I didn't read Warner Glenn's. I read uh, the one on Terrell Shelley. So how much of it was the dogs and how much was the ranching? Uh, it was more of the, uh, the, uh, Terrell Shelley history, you yeah. know, of the, of the Shelley's in this area, you right. know, how, how they got here and everything. And if I remember correctly, there wasn't a whole bunch about the, about the dogs, but it was That's more, not going to sell a lot of books. You know, it depends. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it is what it is, but no, yeah. he said that it was hard to write about them without talking about the dogs. And so if anybody wants the well, yeah. collectors, you know, I, I told him, I said, we're bringing a couple cases of them just because we want to have them available. So sure. Um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, and the Warner Glenn one, of course, I'm sure it's going to, I need to read it. I haven't bought it yet. Well, we'll get you a copy. We'll have <laughs> I know. I know. We'll put I, your you name know, on one. I want to go. I'm going to try to call. Uh, of course I talked to Mike root. He had to put us off. I'm supposed to go talk to him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and a lot of these things, you know, if I send them to you guys and you think, well, you know, this is not something we really want on our podcast or whatever. I'm still going to do it as a video. So yeah. you don't, you know, it's not, don't feel bad. Like I told Jason, just criticize me, but, but, nice gent but be Gently. gentle, be gentle with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't but, have to be gentle. I don't, <laughs> I don't know those words, man. <laughs> and then uh, I talked to Otis Llewellyn in Oklahoma and I'm going to go talk to Otis and, uh, he might take a little high editing, a lot of editing on his, cause, <laughs> but he's an old man hunted with Orville. I mean, he's been around forever, and he, and all he does is talk dogs. He talks oh, dogs. Yeah. That's all he does is talk talk about those hound dogs. That'll be awesome. He's talking so, about being gentle. If if I if I have to, I'll send my wife. She is like the best at like criticizing you. It's like she's right. it's like getting petted by the dog. <laughs> the same. You, know I mean? you won't even know you're getting criticized. You'll be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well good yeah oh. that's what i need I, you don't want to blow my confidence right <laughs> so tell us about this interview we're going to do uh play you ready to record it or you just we've, oh, been, we've been recording the whole thing now we gotta edit you saying it and the guy saying it <laughs> my gosh you guys snuck up on me that's what uh, we do yeah mr henderson you know what I had I had an I had an old hound dog that was uh that I bought years ago and I did some research on. Everybody said that this dog was the fastest trailing best engine, but she didn't treat very good. Mm -hmm. And uh and I got to talking to different people and I ran into Jim Farmer and, and and Jim Farmer is in on this interview also. And Jim Farmer is the one who set it up and he 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 lives up here north of me, you know, 100 miles or so and he's probably one of the only guys I know that actually catches bobcats in this country. And uh, he always, he talked about these Henderson dogs and uh, ends up that, that old female, that old dog that I had came from, she was a Henderson bred dog. So mm -hmm. Mr. Clay Henderson, him and his son, Wes Henderson are the ones who had these, you know, had these dogs and, and uh, Mr. Henderson, Clay Henderson, he's, he lives out there in the middle of nowhere, a little town called 
dusty and it's i don't even know why they call it town it's just a a dusty spot in the road you know a long ways from anywhere and and his family settled out there in in uh, 1917 i believe and uh they ran bears and lions and and hunted a lot of elk hunting and he traps now but but uh and he, he you know he's a hound dog man he he, he knows his hounds and He's a real interesting man to talk to. Real interesting. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm more looking forward to your episodes than I am to our own hours. Yeah, it's it's funner for me to listen to your bonus episodes than it is our own. Well, I would agree. So so we we really appreciate it. And this will probably because we actually had this intro a little bit longer than we wanted, but uh, we'll probably break this into two parts. So this. We'll, we'll 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 go ahead and tie right in. We're going to enjoy this episode, and uh, expect a part two either the the following week or uh, maybe later this week. We we got to see how the schedule looks. Cool. Here we go. TV, you're live. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just if you could just start with how did you guys end up out here? Where did you come from originally? Well. My folks, my folks originally was in Montana. Yellowstone National Park was my folks' ranch. The oh. older, the older generations. Oh wow! But yeah, they've got a, they're on the archives and everything. And when Chief Joseph, uh, you know, when Chief Joseph made the big, uh, when they got after him, the government and stuff. Yeah. He come by and he he. Burnt the old Henderson homestead. Had one, one boy there in the teenage was uh, trying to defend it, but he got away and they burnt that homestead. Wow! And uh, and then right about that same time, the time that Charlie Russell painted all them pictures mm-hmm. about the cold and all of that, but my folks had 500 head of cattle. They went out on the Yellowstone River and the ice broke through and drowned them all that night. Oh, man. All of them. And uh, so they swapped all their stuff off or did something with it and headed for Texas. And they got over in Texas, I think Sterling City or somewhere, I'm not sure exactly. And uh, they couldn't see a mountain. So they they didn't they, they didn't even unload their wagon. They just turned and headed west. Well, just as they got to the New Mexico line, just before they did, why Uncle Drew was born. The guy that started this ranch started this ranch we're yeah, on right now. Yeah, he was born. They had to wait there for him to be born. What what year was that? Eighteen ninety six. Oh man, and so they headed this way, come on, and they come over there around Rio Dosa and, and Tularosa and things and started sawmilling and doing all kinds of things there. They was they was four brothers of them, the, my grandpa and three of his brothers. And then uh, they, my uncle then, when he was got up big enough, he didn't want to, they had goats, the rest of them, and they lived all over them San and Gray Mountains, but they never proved up on anything. They just oh. squatted everywhere. Well, I even have some of the records in there where the law was telling them to move <laughs> to get off, you know. And uh, But anyway, they, Uncle Drew, he didn't, when he hit 21, he didn't want goats or nothing like that. He 
wanted cows. Cow. So his dad took him to San Marcel up here below Socorro and bought him 200 head of cows. Well, then he started hunting a place to put them, put his cows, and he found this place. And uh, it was just a, the guy had it and he wanted to get rid of it. And so Uncle Drew bought it from him. And that's how you ended yeah, up that's here? that's how we ended up How here. did the name Dusty come about? Is oh, that okay. Uh, Uncle Drew came in here in 1917. Thanksgiving Day is when he moved his cattle in here. Well, then it was later, it was later, there's them old cabins. You might have seen them coming in down there. Yeah, I believe so. That's where the old Dusty Post Office was. Well, they was wanting a name for it. Well, another uncle come in there, and boys, one of them windy days, and they had all these names on the list of paper. He just wrote in pencil right across the bottom. <laughs> well, that's the name that came back for the post office. <laughs> and uh, that was in, I don't know what year that was. And, and what year were you born? 1945. 1945. Mm -hmm. So they had been, had, when they were here, did they have hounds? I mean, did they bring hounds with them, or is it something they acquired yeah, after yeah, they were they here? couldn't raise, they had, they had 500 head of horses in the San Andreas when they moved here. My granddad did. Yeah. And the family. And they couldn't raise none of them colts on them mountains. I bet. Because of the line. So they moved all them, they'd move all them mares down on them flats, way out in the flats to try to raise them some coats. And uh, they still lost a lot of coats. But when they came here, they only brought 12 mares with them. Cause they, and that my dad, when he got old enough, he went back and sold half those horses. And he got $6 a head for them uh, when he sold them. But, uh, you know, probably some of them horses that's still there that they're having trouble with there. They're probably are. Oh, yeah. Both some of them are the remnants, probably. I've know. seen those wild horses driving back. Yeah. Used to when I worked on the missile range there, driving on the backside of the, the well, mountain. Uncle range. Drew, he started riding a lot when he was real yellow, you know, and he had a few cows, and, and uh, he packed a, it was a piece of iron. His dad had got him, and it's pretty heavy, and tied around the, his saddle horn. And it was to hit them old stallions when they'd run huh. at him. And they'd say, try to catch those horses by the, by the mane up there and said he could hit them over the head. They'd whack them. Huh. But boy, that, he, he hated the stallion, you know, Uncle Drew did. He, he was afraid of them, yeah. you know. He said, boy, I said, they're mean. He said, they're meaner than any bearer line. He said, oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. Hobby dang. And then, then you settled here, brought the cattle in here, and then... Yeah. And they had hounds then to, to hunt the lions? My uncle didn't have hounds. Okay. My granddad worked for the old biology survey all his life, a lot of time, after he moved here. And uh, His he, name? What was your uncle? Bart own? Henderson. Bart Henderson, yeah. okay. Yeah, he, he worked for them. And uh, they had hounds. And then my dad, he, they always had him a helper, and my dad was his helper most of the time. There's pictures of them inside there on that wall. And, and him and old Lum Woods used to hunt together a lot. Lum Woods hunted for the biology survey too. And have you yeah, have you all kind of kept the same line of hounds for for years? No, you traded around no, and no, no. No. Them them hounds are all gone, you know. Yeah. Is there a big difference between the hounds from back then and the ones nowadays? Or I guess I don't. I didn't hunt with those or anything. You know, I 
I didn't wasn't big enough. I don't know. Yeah. When it come time for y'all to get your hounds, where where'd you go to get them? My hounds. I I just tried to get dogs everywhere, but I never <laughs> had any good ones, you know, for years and years. And then uh, I got dogs from everywhere. Finally, I got a, a female uh, that I got. I think Hugh Longley had, uh, had the females up there, two or three of them, and they wouldn't run nothing. They wasn't any good. And... Uh, so he gave me one of them, and of course I tried her, but it wasn't any good. Well, then I had this old Joe dog that I'd got. I think I got him from Arkansas or somewhere, and I caught lots of bear with him and things, a few line, but he was he was all right, but he wasn't nothing spectacular. Well, I didn't know it, but they got bred. It, Joe bred this female. Well, then I raised this they had four pups. Well, I was broke and everything, so I kept the two red ticks, and and I gave the two blue ticks away, and the mother. And so then this this I kept them two little red tick, male and female. Well, shoot, and I lived over across the hill where there wasn't no cars to run over. Sure, yeah. So I just turned them loose. Man, they started this tall and trailing rabbits everywhere, you know. So. <laughs> Man, they would trail, you know, and so I thought, well, man, them, them's gonna be all right. <laughs> and then I had this little, I had this little, oh, I got him, I think, from Arkansas or somewhere too. He was a hog dog, but he was a little old kind of a brown speckled dog. Man, he he was good, you know. He'd trail a line all day, and two barks, and you could tell whether it's a bear or a lion or a bobcat. He he oh, just yeah. barked all together different, and man. So then I started trying to train Hobo with him, and that didn't that wasn't much trouble, you know. First, we uh, up on Cave Creek up here, we had a lion killed a calf. Man, and Welchies had four or five of them dogs they'd bought from Dale and Clell over there. This old big red pup of mine, he just started trying to go up the hill and go up the hill. The other dogs wasn't they just messing around everywhere. Finally, I told him, I said, I'm going to let that pup go. And he said, they said, all right, let him go. Shoot, he went up there on a big bluff and a little old narrow ledge and brought that line off and treat him in a hundred yards of it down there, you know. <laughs> he and knew so, what he was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the start of then Hobo. Then, boy, I, after he got a two years old or so, well, then I got a, a female from Bear Turner and I got one from Cleo. And uh, a red tick female, and uh, then I bred hobo to them, and I had that litter, two litter of pups. So that was from Clay Lee and then Bear Turner. Bear Turner was he? Uh, <clears throat> he was well, an old game warden when I moved to this country. Oh, okay. Lived there in Magdalena. He still had some hounds when I moved here. Did he? And he gave me this little female, <clears throat> and I kept her a long time, <clears throat> and but she's so slow you couldn't catch nothing with her. She just and, cold trailing. You no, know, just cold trailing, and just as hard as she could run. I've seen her go into a bear, just as hard as she could run, and she hits that bear just as fast as she could run, which wasn't very fast, you know. <laughs> but boy, she wasn't afraid of nothing, you know. But she'd get so far behind that she couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do nothing, you know. She was there trailing, but. 
he wasn't really. And then all them pups out of her, I kept, uh, I kept two out of her and two out of the other female. And I kept three out of the other female. And uh, one of them, I had him completely trained and broke it too. And he was a good dog and had a snap on his collar and hit a pin one time. He got up there and hung himself. You know? Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah. Then I, that's when I fell back to Roosevelt. Yeah. Roosevelt was just kind of a, a keeper one so yeah. that if I did something happen, I'd have another one, you know. But I goofed up. I didn't keep none of them big red tick females. I had some of them big red tick females that was completely trained, you know. They trained themselves on them house cats, like I was telling you. Man, they just, them. I had three old wild cats in the barn, and then I had that a gentle cat, and she'd, from the house up to the barn, about a hundred yards, and that cat always went, and them little pups would, tree her on them boards on the fence and the cat kept trying to get higher and the, as the pups got older Bigger, well, yeah. and, and them old tomcats had come out of that barn when I'd go in and man them pups had hit that track and go across them hills wow. and, and just they'd stay treed all day them pups and, I'll be dang. and they trained herself right there I, that's something and then, like I told, <coughs> the first day I took the blue one out Hector I don't even know if I took him on purpose or whether he just was loose and followed us, you know. And I could hear him barking off in the canyon there and a lot of snow on the ground. And I went off down there, and by golly, he's trailing a big old froze-out line track coming up that canyon. Uh, just a big old pup, you uh, know. And I thought, well, man, then this might be all right. What you called him? Major. Major. He was, he was, I thought he was the best dog I had. Yeah. Way under the fastest. I mean, a big old heavy dog, but boy, when them others had start a bear, when you'd see him, he'd be way out in the lead hole. Is that a line track? He could move a line track just great. Is know? that what made him? You thought made him the best is how fast he could move a track? No, that was best too. But, but he was my dog, and he was smart. You he know, could and, use his head. Yeah, he used his head. I just some of the things he'd do was. I couldn't believe, you know. Just figure it out. You couldn't put him on the wrong end of a bear track. Boy, he'd turn it around and he'd go the right way on a bear. i never seen him do it on a line, yeah. but he did on a bear. A turn it around. He turned it around a lot of times. A lot of times he'd be the only one after the bear. <laughs> all the rest of them went that way. If you seen Major coming around, coming back, you better stop those others if you could and get them back with him. Cause you ever had any trouble with the hounds running? I mean, you run a bear and then run a lion, or did it, they do both the same? Nah, they have to settle down a little bit after you run a few bear with them, you know. It kind of takes them they, a little bit to yeah. settle down. And, they want to just pick their head up and yeah, run. Yeah, Major it didn't, because he just fall right in there. Hobo was bad about trying to overrun a track after I'd run a few bears. Just trying to dog race it? Yeah. What yeah. I call they get going too fast. Right. Yeah. Now you tell me, told me one time that you was hunting back here Clay and one of them Flash Ranch hounds trailed you up. Do you recall that story? You said a big old yearling male dog and you was back in here and you sent Dub a postcard and told him that... I think that was my dad. Your dad? Mm-hmm. That was my dad. That's, so the Slash Ranch, did you were you ever around those guys or was it is it Dub? Dub Evans? I knew Dub well. 
Cause I, but I was just a kid and Dub was older, you know. Him and my uncle were good friends. Now Dub's younger brother, Graves, I hunted a million miles with him. Oh, really? Oh, Graves and I hunted everywhere. Did you trade dogs with them at all? Or did they, no, they had no. that all, isn't, aren't they the ones that had all those brownie dogs? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And they yeah. weren't too far from here as the crow flies, are they? Or? No. no. Yeah. Well, that, no, that Slash they, Ranch. Slash yeah, Ranch. Yeah. I know they've got a book, Slash That's Ranch Hounds. Yeah. That's a good book. Yes, sir. Yeah. I like it because I've been everywhere in the book. Yeah. You can recognize the places, oh, huh? Yeah, gee, I, I love that book. And, and when was that last bear, grizzly bear caught? They, they're the ones that caught that last grizzly bear in this country. They were, yeah, in that country, yeah. Yeah. Lum think, Woods caught the last one up here. Who did? Lum Woods. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what year I, that was? or? Huh? Can you remember what year that no, was? No, I can't remember. It's in the early 30s, I think. In the 30s? Early, yeah, it was in the 30s. I got pictures of the hide and everything. Yeah. Somewhere in here in Uncle Drew's old pictures. Yeah. Because they had it over here at Welty's. Really. How about the slash? When was, what year did they kill that bear? Because they, they killed it not too far from my old camp, the way I could try exactly. to figure it out. Yeah. Over there on North right. Percha, right? Right. Somewhere mm -hmm. in there. I know they stayed on it for like three days, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. And Dub said there's another grizzly there, yeah. but, but nobody's ever heard or <clears throat> done or anything about it, you know. Uh. You know, a friend of mine, and I don't know how truthful this was, but he told me this story when I moved to this country. He was over here in East Red at Turkey Springs, <clears throat> and they're on Black Mountain, and he claimed this was two years after Dub supposedly killed the last one down there. There was a sow with two cubs there, and they were grizzly cubs, and they went in there, and they got somebody with dogs, and they, they was right there on Black Mountain. They caught one of the cubs the first day, and they shot at the female as she was running. They, they missed her, but they shot her right through the back foot. <clears throat> they went back the next day in there and caught the other cub and caught that female, the, the mother to her. Oh, really? Right there on Black Mountain. And he said it was two years after Dub had caught those down there. So for her to get bred and have those cubs, they always said there had to be another one around here too. Well, see that old big nail. <clears throat> when my folks came here, and then Welty, Henry, which he married the oldest daughter, uh, sister of my uncle's, you know, they were worked together all the time. That old bear stayed up there all the time. They, they was the first ones to bring Hereford cattle here. Yeah. They brought them from Magdalena and put them, brought them up that Rosedale Trail. Well, they made them there to the mouth of Water Canyon. Well, they left them bulls that night and went down to Henry. Come back the next morning, that bear had killed one of those bulls. <laughs> and then they were working cattle in there, and uh, this old bear killed, uh, they left a big bag cow there because she didn't have her calf. Next morning they went up, and uh, that cow was killed there, right there. And then it wasn't too long after that, maybe six months or a year, when old... Uh, Lum Woods got after that other big bear. Yeah. They'd run him a lot. Yeah. Lum, and uh, they run him over on the Simiaden Peak. Yeah. And he'd run him back in a little hole and said when he got up there, that bear was just sitting there like that. And said on the, watching them dogs. He said the dogs, of course, were just baying him around there. They wasn't yeah. getting no. close. And <laughs> said he was just laying there. He shot him with a 32 uh, 30, uh, 32.20. You know, yeah. thing, you know, like that. Shot him right under the eye, and then he was gonna, he was gonna pull that 
he couldn't get that bear out of that hole because he was so big. He tied it to his horse's tail and pulled his tail out. You know, pulled his tail out that way. That, I guess pulled all them hairs out. I surely didn't pull the tail out. They said, oh, he pulled the tail out, but he probably just pulled all them hairs, you know, that, you know, when you double that up and to hitch them horses together to back them, you know. The, I'll be dang. Yeah. That's interesting about those grizzly bears because it, I mean, I wonder. I'm at, it, I, I think it was after Dub and them killed out. After that, yeah. uh, probably then that probably was the last. Yeah, well, probably. There, I mean, I'm, there yeah. might have been another one someone killed right. somewhere and never nobody ever heard about. Right, exactly. But we have a place up here, we call Robert's Place. Well, it's it's on our allotment on the forest, mm -hmm. and it's a big bend in the canyon like this. Well, Robert's satellite, he was going up the canyon one morning, met a bunch of cows coming and running down that canyon, so he got out on that ridge there where it doubled back, and uh, <clears throat> right there, and there's two grizzlies come down following them cows, and he killed one of them right there, and then he wounded the other one. Well, they were all working cattle the next week up there and found the other one dead over there on so the head of Pigeon Canyon. You know, he'd killed them both. And now we have a set of crows there, and they've been there for years. And, but anyway, we call it Robert's Place. That's Robert's Place. Yeah, where he killed the grizzly. Well, what do you think was worse on cattle, the bears or the lions? It depends on where you're at. Oh. Yes, the, the bear is worse here. On us, yeah, or was. The lions are way worse in southern Arizona. That's what I've are, always heard. The lions are really bad in southern Arizona. I know there's a lot of lions in southern Arizona, exactly. from what I hear. Yeah, and they're bad on cattle down there. Huh. This, this is <laughs> the old Mike Kelly. He asked Roy Dean. He says, uh, Clay says. Uh, uh, Roy Dean says, how come you and Henderson's don't ever have any trouble with bear and lion killing your cattle? <laughs> <laughs> you, is there more or less lions now than there used to be? What do you think? I think there's more. You think there's more? I think there's more because these guys, gosh, they go out hunting and they hit a lot of tracks. Boy, when we were hunting, we hunted and hunted to find the line track, and man, I, I don't know, there's a, they go out there and they trail one nearly all the time, you know, down here. Boy, the down, especially down towards Winston, man, they, that one boy that there, he's got some dogs, and he's caught eight this year, that, not David, but that Christie's boy, Carter's boy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's caught eight this year, and then David's caught, shoot, ain't no telling how many yeah. David's caught. Hobby. You think that's what kind of hurt is is keeping the deer population down, the lions, or I don't know whether they're bothering the deer too bad. Well, they're sure eating on the elk. <laughs> you can't. You know the way we used to hunt the deer, the lion and stuff up high on them ridges and everything yeah, yeah. up there. No line up there now. Yeah. You go hunting down in here and you I've might find that. some. I hunt yeah. the low country. Uh, yeah. I started hunting when we went to the highest ridges yeah. around. Exactly. Don't do that. Just start hunting when you're unloading it. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're down lower, huh? Yeah. Well, I've had to change elk, my... That's where these elk are, you know, and man, they... Well, all the, all the, deer, the deer that's left is down lower. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got our little bunches here, yeah. you know. And, 
because that's basically where the water is at, you know, exactly. in somebody's well or their tank. But that's the way it is on my side of the hill. <clears throat> I know I got to talk to the, the biologist, that the lion hunter or the lion biologist that works for Ted Turner and them, you know, he was he's out of Arizona originally. He's been studying lions forever. And he said for sure all the females come down low. Yeah. He said they're all down low to have their kittens. And uh, they go where the feed is. Yeah, and yeah. to stay away, I guess to to raise their kittens up, kind of stay away from the toms. I I don't know. I just yeah, repeat what I heard. Good food, you know. Yeah. Huh. So when did Dale come into this country, and you get to 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 meet Dale Lee? Oh, I he didn't. He come in here and hunted some with my uncles and them. Oh, okay. One, him and Clell. But when I do him, they still on the blue over there. Oh, I over in Arizona. The, I went through the blue. Oh, you went up there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you hunted over in Arizona quite a bit too, or some, or? Oh yeah, I hunted a lot in Arizona. That Indian White Mountain Reservation. Yep. I yep. hunted lots there. Did you like the hunting over there better than here, or just? Another place done. Just another place to hunt. But yeah. you had a lot of roads over there. <laughs> you know, you could go up and down the ridges and stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mainly over there, a lot of it was bear hunting, you know. I yeah. had friends that had them permission and things to hunt over there. So On the Indian Reservation. Yeah, so I'd go with them, you know. Yeah. Roxy. They scared me. Yeah, me too anymore. I just get away from them, Clay. I was not... Uh, I wasn't with him, but I was hunted with Graves before and after, and he had all them good dogs, uh, of them Blue and Annie and, and gosh darn, I forgot some of them, Biggin and Tim. Yeah, anyway, he was over there on the, oh, that old place that Duke Means had right. over there, that line freed. And these dogs was up here about even with him, and they tried to go out on a limb. Three of them died right there. Yeah. You know, them good dogs right in their prime, you know. Yeah. Fallen. Fallen, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, Graves and I had some outstanding hunts, you know. Because he, he was a lucky hunter as well as, right. as well as good, you know. And, boy, we had some good hunts. We, we started a line down there by Cook's Peak. And we had we had went to the Terra Blanca Ranch to hunt because they was having trouble, and we made a big circle where we hit this line down there about nine o'clock, and man, we jumped that line in a little bit. That line, at four o'clock that evening, four dogs is all we had left. We he'd throwed them all out, but four, and they run up under this bluff, and they just laid down right there. Well, Graves and I rode around to the other side, and there was that line up on top. He was just give out, too. He, you know, he was give out, too. Uh -huh. Oh, Graves just pulled his gun and shot him right there, you know. I said, Graves, why would you shoot that line? Oh, gosh, we can't leave one of them alive. I said, Graves, can't line give us the best trail in the world all day? That line went around our dogs, right back through them two or three times. And I saw him a dozen times that day. Wow. Oh, that was the most, oh, I had a ball that day, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we had 13 hounds with us yeah. or something when we started. And there's four finally went up under that bluff. We had dogs scattered from <laughs> Cook's Peak all the way to Terrible, you know. Oh, oh man, did. that line. He, and it was about, a, I don't know how old, but he was a young male line, 
you know, but boy, he did give us a run. You know. That's good. Graves and I over here on Silver Creek, we trailed into a place about as big as this room, this whole thing. That ground was tore up. You never seen the ground tore up like it was. Boy, them dogs split. Some went both ways. We went right around the hill there in the tree, the big old tall line. He was skinned all over. He was skinned all over the other dogs that went to the right on another big tongue. But when we got that one, he killed, Graves killed it, and it was skinned all over. Well, them other dogs heard him shoot, and they came back. And uh, there's still two or three up there treed. And uh, so I went and got my dogs. I said, <laughs> now I didn't want that other kids. Yeah. You know, they'd been fighting there. That's what it tore up that ground. Yeah. All them hounds, when they hit that spot, gee, I guess, I guess they <clears throat> lying and been really making the noise there. <laughs> it was good, you know. Oh, big old one, big old one. Yeah. Did you hunt a lot with Homer Bryant back in them or just sparingly? I just hunted with Homer some, yeah. you know. Yeah. I hunted some with him, and yeah. he went with Welty some and, yeah. and things. But he worked, he worked for Herschel down here for a yeah, while, didn't he? Yeah, he had a couple of three pretty good dogs. I got a blue dog from him that he, that I got from him that <laughs> he was going to do something with him. And I said, I don't do nothing with him. He said, shoot, I'll take him. Yeah. He would trail a line good, but he may trail all day between here and that barn, <laughs> you know. And Homer <laughs> says, Clay, I have to get my rope after him, make him go <laughs> So... I took the old dog, and he was fine. He yeah. didn't bother me much. You know, he was too slow. Yeah. He'd never catch something. You know, I sold that thing to Gene Coon. I sold him to Gene over there in Arizona on, yeah. the, on yeah. the White Mountains. And that old thing, he led them dogs of his to about 10 bear there in about the next year and a half. That old dog run a bear fairly, you know, he wasn't fast, but he'd start that bear track for him and and go, you know, and keep them other dogs on it till they got it gumped. And then they'd take over the yeah, faster dogs, yeah. yeah. Cause, but then he loved him. He said, Gold Blue was the best dog yeah. in the world. But, you know, he was he was all right. You like yeah. to run bears or lions? What? Oh, I'd rather run a lion 20 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. That bear's just a race, you know. Just a, yeah. Yeah, just a race. I don't, uh, I don't like that too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get in at 11, 12 o'clock at night, you uh, know, a lot of times. And, gee, but hey, we run some rough bear, you know, gee. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something. Everybody I've ever talked to that has spent any time Hunting lions and bears, they all say oh, I like same to thing watch as lions. My dogs, you know, where yeah. They're last. I had seven dogs, and and uh, I'd raised them all, but the two females that come from bear and them, you know, I'd raised them all. That's when it's good, you know, because gee, you see them and they just take a lot of pride in them. Yeah. Just trailing them things. That's what I like. I yeah. love to trail. I just oh, and Graves, he had where he had. Some good dogs then. Oh, he had good dogs. He had one old blue dog. He claimed caught over 300 lions. Oh, wow. But Graves was lucky. If Graves come up here to hunt and we turned out right here, before he got to the backside, he'd have a track start. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he Boy, just, he, was, he but, killed a lots of bear on the ground in front of them dogs. Oh, lots wow. of bear. He, he'd tree a few, but 
killed a lot of bear and they'll eat them dogs a lot. So they were pretty fast, hard dogs too, huh? Yeah, they were. Now he said they go back to the to the Slash Ranch dogs. And stuff. The old brownies that they yeah, had. Yeah, they looked like it. But the blue dog, of course, didn't. But the others all, they looked like it. They were saddleback back in tandem. and some of them were black, you know, and they looked like it. And, uh, but they were pretty good dogs. I mean, They're good. They were trailing dogs. And pet. I don't think they were very good tree dogs. Now, uh, I, him and I caught a, quite a few lines. And that old blue dog that he claimed caught so many, after he got a little bit older, he'd just go to the tree and go around it about three times and then head out on the back trail. Really? Oh, yeah. That was a blue dog? Yeah, he called him blue. <laughs> I wonder if Susie was related to that dog. <laughs> he called him blue, but boy, he, he'd used him, yeah. and he'd called a lot of stuff, and the old dog was getting old. He might have just gotten... Senile, yeah. Yeah, because before, when we... Well, earlier, he had it. I didn't think he'd done that, but the last two or three lines we caught, what well, he did. Graves and I uh, started one over on the South Fork, well, I started to start. We was going up this canyon, and that little rough dog of mine, Graves was pretty bad to him, and Blackie Woods was his nephew from down right. in Texas. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, they'd just fight all day long when we'd go along, you know, and over which dog was the best, and if something did something wrong, and oh, it was a, it was a mess <laughs> all day. But anyway, we were going up there, snow was deep, and, that little red spotted dog of mine, the rough, he went up on the side of the hill and he started to track. Well, Graves said, your dog started, your dog started. I said, yeah, I guess he did. So the dogs all just went around that big mountain there and we, we kind of got out of the picture and everything and went up above and his old blue dog didn't go and things and got around. Next time we seen him, they was tree with a lion. And, uh, Graves never made it to the tree. I made it to the tree, and him and Blackie, and uh, not Blackie, uh, one of his nephews, the I think Clay Clay Means, I think. Oh, uh, okay, that sounds right. Yeah, and they were there. They and I went up to that line, and uh, all these dogs are treed there, mine and his. That line's right in the top of a funny pine. You've seen them that just have their limbs all mm -hmm. flat on top. Mm -hmm. That line was just going around the pissing. Oh, oh. She was scared. You know, she was wild. Dang, that line jumped out on the downhill side. Then she jumped out over them dogs and just way down there. I didn't see her hit. She went plumb out of sight of me. Well, we left a bunch of dogs at that tree. Then we went on, and they, but a lot of the others went. Come around a big, what is uh, Robert Bruce there, you know, yeah. Robert Bruce country, rough and rough. And after a while, they treat again. We got up fairly close, and she jumped again, and that left another bunch of dogs. So we went way around Robert's Roost and come in from this side. They were way down there. We could see them coming. His Black Tim and Hobo and Roosevelt and Major, they were all coming. Oh, and Ruff was in the bunch, and uh, they were coming around that after them, that line. Well, him and I is on a point of rock sticking out like this. He's over here, and I'm here. That line came right up to between us, and we didn't even see her. And it's all that mahogany and yeah. brush. It'll come right up between us, and they didn't see her. And them line come up, and that dogs were coming pretty hard. And 
gee, we, we got into race there. They seen the line and the dog went out there. That line made a circle come around. Just as she jumped up in that tree, that rough dog of mine reached for her tail, but he missed her. Missed her. <laughs> and Graves come down there, and the old blue come with him. Blue turned to that tree, and he just circled and went back on the trail. And old Graves just stepped off with his gun and shot her, you know. Oh, and he was bad to do that, and I didn't like that because they give you a good race like that. Man, you know, I don't mind me. You know, he said, "Oh, these ranchers will get mad." He told me that a hundred times, but they, but he was like, "It's killing." Yeah, he yeah, yeah. But, but you think good. it helps those dogs to shoot them out to them? Surely does, don't it? I would think so. Sure I know a lot does. of guys nowadays say that it doesn't help, but I don't know. Well, you think it makes them a little bit? I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, a little more hungrier to get you're it right, caught. Huh? You're right, because I don't know why it wouldn't. How did how did y'all do? I mean, without being too graphic about about your trashing dogs running trash when you didn't have these shockers, did you? I mean, everybody now we got these shockers. Shoot, we can chalk them from here to Winston almost. <laughs> so. I tell you, them that that seven of mine. I tried everything in the world to. I put them in a barrel and <laughs> cover that and roll them off the hill. I did everything, you know. I did everything, and uh, I had one dog to barrels. That major dog, he never ran another deer after I put him in the barrel. Only thing it did to Roosevelt was made him afraid of barrels. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, I got him and everything. And them old dogs just kind of, they just kind of quit it after yeah. after they started <clears throat> catching stuff with them. After <clears throat> you started catching lions, then yeah. they quit running. The they kind of <clears throat> quit running that kind yeah. of stuff. I'd like to interject something here about the Henderson dogs. I tell you what, I've been down a lot of dog roads, owned a lot of dogs, and as a as a group, these were the straightest dogs I ever got into. Natural cat dogs. Natural. They had a good mind on them. Yeah. And I've owned a lot of dogs, and some of them were hard-headed. You could never. But these dogs, I've had dogs live and die at my place. It was either Wesley had given them to me or were out of Henderson dogs. Never felt a shock collar. Never shot. Never had to never. worry about them. Now I had a tracking collar on. Yeah. I, I had some of them never shot. They lived and died right there. And that clinker dog that Wesley gave me, I saw him run a one deer one time, and he didn't run it. He was just following the dogs that run it. And he came back to me, and I said, you're just as guilty as the rest of them, clinker. And that's the only thing I ever saw him. <clears throat> and that was probably the most rounded uh dog I ever seen that he could start a track that most dogs would walk over. He, he just treated like a coon dog. He could cold trail like a bloodhound, you know. Wow. And he had speed. He had everything. And I was so young and naive about it, I didn't know what I had. And I only got him bred to two or three females. Well, his pup, when you bred him to a good female that was equal to him or close to him, the pups were just outstanding, every one of them. But if you bred him to one of them mediocre, sorry-type females, there'd only be one or two in the litter worth keeping, you know. That's just mm. the way it went. And how, do you remember, do you know how he was bred or he what? He was out of Wesley's dogs, a dog he called Jed that was his, my old captain. Mm -hmm. And I forget what female, I've got it written down at home. Yeah. I've got it, but it was one Wes gave him. He gave me a bigger dog that got run over, and he gave these other two to a friend of mine. 
uh, give blue dog and red dog. Well, they give me the red dog when mine got run over. <clears throat> now, I wasn't hunting a lot. I was just weekend hunting then. And I always accused him, and this was my fault. I always said he was slow starting. But it was, I was only hunting one day a week. On weekends, I was working, you know. Why the dog never had a chance till he was about three or four year old. And then when he, it was just like you had that skillet on a stove. When it started heating up, that's when he got good. About four year old, he yep. just turned it on. I wonder how many good dogs now are gotten rid of or culled because because they don't the guys don't have patience to yeah. give them a chance. You know. I got two things I always tell people about dogs. I say stay out of their way first off and give them a lot of time. And that don't matter what it is, whether it's growing up and developing or if it's starting a cold track. Stay out of their way, you know. Yeah. And if they're trailing the track, uh, stay out of the way. I had a female out of clinker. I called her Lisa. <clears throat> and I've only really ever seen one good dog. I've seen two good dogs that could turn a track around a back track. This, this little female could turn a track she around in a heartbeat like that. She She'd trail right back underneath the mule if you got too close to her. And I she learned a long time ago, you can push a dog off the track if you just keep riding to him because he naturally will just go in front of you. But I, that's, I, I, when I was hunting with Keith, that's, he always, always said, let's keep those dogs way out there. Yeah. You know, don't, like, he, he, we didn't ride up on them at all. Yeah. You know, that, that was, and this, that's this interesting. this dog of mine, to her, a cold track wasn't a slow track. Like, you know, you see a lot of dogs, they call them cold nose, they just boo-booing around. But to her, a, a cold track, nothing else to open. She, and uh, uh, it wasn't a slow track. I mean, she trailed it just about like a hot track. That's what you know. major was, the old blue dog. And another you know, thing, you'd ride, in, track, you know. ride into a saddle or something where there's scrape. This is another thing she'd done. I've never had many dogs do it. She'd take the track both ways. She'd go out. I've seen her go a quarter of a mile, never open on it, but just whipping her tail. And it, I just sat there. And, she, and if she wasn't satisfied it was going that way, she'd come back right there. And she had a brother that would do that too. And they would go, go that way. And then they might open that way, but she'd check it. Both ways. I'll be dang. Now, a lot of my dogs... And that was Lisa? Lisa. She, she was out of clinker? She's out of clinker, and a female that Jimmer had over there, they called Freckles. Was that Susie dog related to them in any way? In, she could have been. I think know. she was out of clinker, I think. Remember, Susie, that... Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought Marty owned her. He did. And you owned her, too, at one time? She was out of Rebel, which was a full brother to clinker. Okay. When I, when I tell you that Henderson killed and my, my big blue, my red dog, Bo, got rid of Marty got the other two. He got Rebel and Clinker. He hadn't named them, but Re she was out of Rebel. And Rebel was a big, pretty blue dog. I mean, a finch-looking dog. Clinker was kind of a narrow, slender-headed dog. But they were they were full brothers? Full brothers. I got pictures of them out there in uh, Council Rock. We treated a lion out there one day, and they're both sitting there uh, side to side, just like this, just like statues. Hmm. I got a picture uh, blown up. Did they treat good? They treat good. Lisa or uh, Susie, that was her. It was her mother that was a weak tree dog. Yeah, she she would. They Susie ever... was her mother, and I had my famous dog, the black dog, was a full brother to Susie. Okay, okay. See, they but his dogs had double uncles. They were had a uh, their uncle, their their daddy was a uncle to, and their mother was a sister to on the other side. They had double uncles, you know. But Every, everybody who ever hunted with Susie said that she could move a track as fast as anything. Yeah. But 
they didn't like her up there in Rio Dosa because of the tall pines. Yeah. She wouldn't stay tree. And then down in Texas, they said she was fine because they didn't have no trees down there, and they just so she, she could see it. She was okay. I had Dharma, who was a full sister to her. That's right. And then I had uh, Greg, who was a full brother, but he got a cancer as a five-year-old. He was a nice, rounded dog, you know. I mean, but he got a big knot here in his in, in his lower intestine here. And I went out there one day, and there wasn't no water in the canal. And they can tell me that dogs don't. They know when they end this. He drowned in himself in the irrigation ditch, and there wasn't three inches of water there, a, a pool of water this big. And he was there with his nose underwater. I guess he went to get a drink and just collapsed or something. But he, he got, I done had to quit hunting him, you know. But That's the way Bo was when I quit hunting Bo. You know, I, I bet he didn't last another week. When I started loading up the dogs and leaving him at home, he didn't, he didn't live another week. But the first dog I really got exposed to, the Henderson dog, was a dog Marty and them came up with. They called him Moses. He came from Clay. Remember Moses? No. Nope. Yeah. I've got a brother to him right there yeah. in that picture in there. But now you talk, he was red. Yeah. And his brother was blue. Yeah. You talk about a cold-nosed dog. He kind of showed a lot of the bloodhound. He's kind of slender-headed. <clears throat> But he could trail a, he could trail a grasshopper across a rock slide. That And do you remember how Moses was bred? I what don't was know. he out of? Or Clay would know. I don't know. Was he? Uh, he was did he have guy. any bloodhound in him? Or he, oh, I don't think so. Just out of some of that stuff y'all yeah, had for years. Some of that stuff I had. Uh, yeah, I think that Sam dog that I thought so much of. Yeah. I think he's a brother to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I had and I didn't get along too good. Oh. He was kind of afraid of me, you know, when yeah. I had him. And so they wanted a dog and stuff. And so I said, maybe you better take him because he's a little afraid of me, you know. And, and I've never done nothing to him. I don't know why, but he was a little bit cowed down around me. And, but I don't. Don't remember doing a yeah. thing to it, you know. I had a little red tick at the same time that Jack George gave me, and I guess you'd give her to Jack George. And supposedly she was a Bertnoni, came from that Bertnoni Kojak dog. This, uh, do you recall that one, Clay? But this little female could cold trail, and her and Moses, you talked about they were aggravating cold trail, and they was cold trailing one day. We got off to look, it went across some softer country. They're trailing a little fox track like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the only dogs there that could trail it, but they was trailing it, you know. Foxes. Ooh. You catching any many bobcats? I only had one dog that here that I thought could take that little brown dog that I was telling you about. He could catch them, and uh, my others. They, I never put Major and them on one too much, but oh Jerry, I. Uh, if, he wouldn't start him at all a horseback. If I got off a foot, he'd catch a bobcat. But if I got back on my horse, he'd quit it. He wouldn't run it. He wanted to go line up. Yeah. He was funny and Nick about that. But I'd take him out here and catch a bobcat about whenever I wanted to. With really? Him if I could find a track. Yeah. What? Just real smart, real oh, fast. Yeah, and he never got in a hurry. Just oh. kind of an old slow trot. Yeah. And he could. You know, they wonder so much. Just accurate. Yeah, and he just he just hit it kind of a slow trot. Mm -hmm. And man, until he jumped. And then, then he had him. I'll be dang. Yeah, and them others. 
they had overrun it a yeah. thousand times. That's but that's... major. I never put major on many bobcats. I, I don't know why. You I know, I had a friend that had a little red female. Uh, Buddy trained her for him, and uh, he called her Cherry. And I believe of all the dogs I ever saw the trail, I believe she did the best job. And that she never picked her head up off the ground, Clay. And she had a terrible voice at the beginning when she squeaked, eh, like that. And then she barked at the ground. And you couldn't hear her 50 foot behind her. But she'd hit this little deal. And I guarantee you, she wouldn't take three steps past where she last smelled that lion track. And she'd turn it around. We caught a lion on A.L. Peak over there one day with her. And north of A.L. Peak there in Cooney and Little Cooney and Little Rosa and in there. <clears throat> And there was a snow land on the north slope, and we'd be following You'd see a line track turn out, and the dogs going down the canyon. Well, everything run over, except Cherry. You'd see her coming back up that track, just swinging her head like that. And she'd picked up three times I saw her pick up those double backs. And some of them were, one of them was a quarter mile uh, double back. Mm -hmm. And she finally caught the little Tom there in them bluffs and little, little Cooney there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Is that something y'all seen a lot? Those lines doubling back on themselves, oh, going out oh, yeah. and coming People back. Don't yeah. Realize it. yeah, and then I bet I bet I had one line. I, I bet it doubled back thirty times on me one oh. day, and you know after about four or five times, them dogs got pretty good at that. <laughs> Two or three of them, basically figuring you know. it out. Yeah, that little Sam dog there that I, he boy he could figure them out in a hurry. You know, he's like that. He if he didn't smell it, he came back and found it. You know, he found it most of the time. Huh. Yeah. Now I got some dogs now that'll figure it out, but usually they just they're figuring it out coming back to me, you know, and you know, if they start up the canyon the track plays out, they'll come back to me and if they're not right on the track they might find where it turned out, you know, and I've they do that. And like I say after they figure it out a few times, they get to looking yeah. for it, you know. But uh, mm. I've had good luck with the Henderson dogs. Of all yeah. the dogs and I've tried a bunch of different. Every dog road I went down had a dead end in it. <laughs> well, you know, that's what's amazing about how it worked out with, with uh, Susie and them. Because I didn't know how they were bred. You know, I just went by what everybody else said. And then we made that cross with Lily and, and those guys, Ty and Mike and them, they all got those pups. Man, they went to catching lions, a lot of lions. And I, and then Mike calls me up one day, said, Hey, Brad, he said, you need to look into these Henderson dogs. He said, I got one. I don't even know where he got it. I think he got it from Wesley yeah. and maybe two of them. He said, they are the real deal. They are cat minded dogs and this and that. And I didn't think nothing <clears> of it until I was talking to Jim and Jim told me, he said, well, Susie's bred like that yeah. too. And, and that, that was kind of <clears> amazing. It's kind of a lot of those good dogs. They go back to a pretty small gene pool. Right. Clay told me, I mean, story one time, I don't know if you recall this, Clay, you told me, you said, he's talking about me and Wes, he said, y'all have got it made, said, y'all keep 15, 20 dogs tied in your yard. He said, back when I was hunting, talking a long time ago, said, I only kept three or four of the dogs, and I kept three or four of the best ones, you know. Said, I could just barely feed them, I had a family to feed, right. and uh, said, I only kept the best ones, and I usually kept the male dogs, because you didn't want them in heat. And that's back when y'all would see a line track and you'd come to the house and get the dogs. Go. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you remember that story? Oh, yeah. 
So you said that we done did the calling and selection part. <laughs> what you done told. all the hard work. <laughs> done, yeah, I thank you for it too. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, Wes, he never went through dogs like me. Shoot, I went through. Yeah, I went through. I can't say hundreds, but I went through. I bet I went through fifty probably yeah. or more. I had sixty one time. Wow, <laughs> but. They weren't all good ones, you know. I had pups and everything. Else. All different stages. Yep. But what was the hardest you had? I mean, going through that many dogs. What? Just finding ones that would cold trail or cold trail and do what I wanted. I don't know. Just I, I just called them. Get something wrong that you something just did. Wrong or one try to fight or yeah. something like that. I didn't put up with that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Major was a little bit that way, and I, I. Sure got after him a lot, but he was a little bit. If I hadn't worked on him a little bit, he'd probably yeah. been pretty bad. But yeah, but that was a blue one. And he was the best one I had. I thought. I was told that one of the differences between the guys who hunt lions nowadays, I'm, you know, some of them. Not, not there's some that still stay on it, and and the way you guys were that. When you guys got on the lion track, you stayed on that lion. You just had to just stay after him and stay after him, try to figure out where he was going and this and that. Is that about right? I mean, or oh, yeah, just we stayed. I didn't stay out much out all night, you know. What yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd come in by eleven or twelve most every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might get up at two and go again. Go. <laughs> Honey, did you tell him about Dale and his little dog? Have you heard those when he helped court and, and give all his little, little, dogs. little white dogs away? Huh? Uh-uh, I never heard. No, sir. You see, they, when he took them down there, he, he trained them to hunt them, hunt bear and lion, and they did. They fought bear good, you know. Those he little took, bitty dogs? Yeah. Uh, like Jack Russell's. Jack Russell's. Is it? And he took three of them down there, and he said... He said, first Jagger, they run pretty good. Said the second one, yeah, they run a little. Said the third one said one of them wouldn't even go. And said they, they just kind of sit around there, you know. Let me, let me, let me tell this story that, and that I'm sure you all heard him because he, but he, he, anyway, he said that he caught a Jagger with them little dogs, and he said it, it went up a, a long sloping tree. Said it was setting up there, and he said, I've been around enough lines to know that when it was coming. And he said, when that Jagger, it's that tigger, he said, it, it was coming, and I knew it. And he said, boy, I broke and run. And he said, there's a pretty good-sized flat there. And he said, in just a minute, that, that tigger come out of there. And he said, but said, that tigger was cool. Said, he looked around and said, he, all he could see was asses. He said, dogs, dogs, man, dogs. Said, they were all leaving. He said, he said that tigger hit the ground. Said, they wasn't nothing for him to get. <laughs> well, we all left. He said, anyway, he said that he took them little dogs and he said, they, he said, then we just, and after they wouldn't run nothing, he said, I didn't want them anymore. He said, I had a lot of them little Mexican kids around there. And said, they they liked them little dogs. And he said, I just got all these guys that worked for me to hold these hounds around. He said, I got them all in front of me. He said, I got me a little desk, got me a little hammer. And he said, we helped court over each one of those little dogs. And he said, I sent each one of them to stay with that little Mexican kid the rest of their life. <laughs> 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 huh.
Well, you were telling me a story about Dale and his hands and the, his his britches falling down. Or, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> that was over on the blue there. He said, if y'all know it, me and Bud Walker were there, and he said, if you'll look. If yeah, you, just, it don't matter. Look, if you'll look. Feed the horses and things. Why, I'll take care of the dogs. Okay. I got a doctor there, feet and stuff. So he had that stuff. We're over there quite a ways. And we hear help, 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 and we go over there, running over there to help him. And his pants had fell down. All he wanted was us to help him get his pants up. He couldn't do it with all that pine tar and all that stuff he had on his hands. <laughs> You know, I, I've gotten acquainted with, just over the phone with a guy back in Kentucky. And uh, years ago, he would go to that deal at Canton, Ohio, you know, that big coon herd. And uh, Pat Wantland would drive Dale up there and they'd sell him books. Well, he got acquainted with Dale. He went two years in a row to that big deal there at Canton, you know, the big hound dog together. Autumn Oaks, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, Autumn Oaks, they call it. Well, when this kid graduated from school, his name is Robert Hagerman. <clears throat> his dad asked him what he wanted for graduation present. He said, he told him, I want to go to Arizona and spend some time with that old man. He said, Dale had invited him out there. So he called him, and Dale said, yeah, come on out. He said, you bring your buddy if you want to. So the dad drove him out there, the two boys, and dropped them off, and they was living at Camp Birdie then. He said they lived in an old camper shell on a pickup. But he said that was her first job, was going out there shaving that pine pinyon sap off them trees with a knife or a hatchet or whatever. And then Dale would boil it down and make that goop he put on them dogs' feet. And he said their job was doctoring. He said Dale had 18 dogs there. Every evening they went and painted them dogs' feet with that stuff. My, you know, before I, Dale ever started that, my my dad and them showed me how to do that. Make did, that did you do it some? I didn't do it much. You didn't do it much? I did it some after they showed me, but not much. You know, it was too messy. Oh, you think it helped? Huh? Do you think it helped? It might have helped. I don't know. Yeah. Sure, I can but that old kid, I said, he's not a kid now. He's 50-something year old. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. He said they hunted all summer there, hot. He said they'll come down at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, beat on their door and tell them, get up, we got to go. And their job was to feed the horses and mules and the dogs. But they'd hunt till 9 or 10 o'clock. And they was done old then. And a guy by the name of Jim Brooks was living there. Did you ever know him? But Sammy Foster. Did you ever hear of Sammy Foster? Oh, I heard him. I, I I've met him. Did you meet him? Mm -hmm. He was with Dale down in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Dale said he was the most, the guy that he, of all the people he met, the guy that could do anything the best that he found. Come, he come riding off to Clells on a horse one day, whether he was wanted or anything like that, going to stay a little bit and eat. And I think, I can't remember the time, stayed four years or something <laughs> like that. Dale thought Sammy could do anything, you know. He, really? He really liked Sammy. He said the only thing matter with him was his drinking. Oh, he'd get to drinking? 
And Dale, he was only married like once for just a little while, yeah, wasn't he? He said, he said he looked at her feet one day and said, hell, he's worn off from to the ankles. So he said he just got rid of her. She was trying to follow him around. <laughs> <laughs> it said they were worn. Oh, me. <laughs> well, you know, Quentin was married one time, too. <clears throat> to that Mars's daughter, you know, the saddlemaker. <clears throat> he said that he run her off because she, she broke an axe handle and she stepped on a hound pup and crippled it. He run her off. Started out hunting one morning with Graves Evan. <clears throat> He's right. He always rode a, a Gruyere mare or did it for a long time until she played out. Oh, she was tough. But she'd buck a little bit of a morning, you know, and he'd pull all of us young guys, did we go with him? Well, will you ride her for a while here the first morning? We'd have to ride his old mare for him. And we were going up out of Water Canyon one morning, real early, and he was riding her. And there's a big old stump there on the side of the hill, and that stump had a thing, and it run that, that limb of that stump right between his back cinch, you oh. know, under it. Boy, he hollered, get to her, boys, get to her. He said that about wrist as fast as he could. And boy, we just swarmed her, you know, all of us jumped off and grabbed her, you know, and held her. We didn't, she didn't buck him off or nothing. Mm. He always had a styrofoam pad uh, sewed in his seat of his saddle, you know, about that, mm. that deep, what he rode on all the time. Or keep him comfortable? Yeah, he was... Stove up and everything, you know. Yeah. Was he a pretty good hunter, Clay? Graves? I guess he was. I don't know. Boy, he caught a lot of stuff. Did he? Yeah. yeah now, he did a lot of things that, and maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not that well, but he done a lot of things that I didn't like. You kind know? of unethical but I, about it. Yes. I, I didn't like <clears throat> killing all that stuff right. that we caught, all the lines especially, yeah. you know. And... <sighs> just kind of overbearing about a lot of stuff and always talking about somebody else's dog. Yeah. Well, your dog started it. Your dog do it. If it's trash or something, yeah. you know. And, you know, we never did that. You know, we just, there are dogs a dog. Right. You know, and exactly. dog on it. And him and Blackie, Blackie, I went with Blackie and him a lot. Blackie was the best hunter. Yeah. But Blackie, and him fought all the time, you know, over their dogs and things. And I'd just take one or two because I didn't. But I took, I usually took four. And But I didn't like to, them arguing over that and me arguing, you know, Graves telling me mine did something. Because mine would do something <laughs> once in a while, you know. Yeah, you're right. Blackie used a different kind of dog? Did Not really. Really? He had some, uh, I don't think he had none of the, old stuff that Graves had, you know. it. They were a lot of spotted dogs, you know, and things, but I don't know where they came from or nothing about it. <clears throat> I imagine they were Texas dogs. I don't have any of them. I, oh, I heard that Blackie had some running-type dogs. That's what know. That's what some of them looked like. Did they? But they was trailing boogers, but I don't know what in the world they'd do on a tree too much. We only caught two or three, two or three lines, you know, with them. I mean, you know, when we was all together. Well, well, I mean, he's a good hunter, wasn't he? Yeah. We, we was on uh, that same place that I told you a while ago about that over there on Byers Run, and there is lots of bluffs in there. We had we had 15 dogs or some more at a tree, lion tree. 
this line jumped out and went down, come up through a crack over there and everything, graves there. Boys, watch them, watch them. You'll see the line dogs come out of there. <laughs> he said, they, that, that said, only the line dogs will follow that line out. You know who followed him out? Roosevelt. That's the only dog out of the 15 that followed him out, and that was Roosevelt. They, they, that's the only one that followed him out. Oh, yeah, Clay. He come out. Roosevelt come out of there. He knew him. Yeah. But I liked Thomas Graves. He was, you know, you knew he was going to catch something that day. I mean, he was lucky, man. He'd catch a line right here in the flats, you know. When you, I mean, did y'all travel around a lot to hunt i mean if there wasn't nothing lying around here did you go travel and go other places or did you just stay yeah all the way from i'm gonna say cook's peak to north here you know we didn't uh we didn't go to arizona or no graves wouldn't go there you know we just all the black range and all the san mateo san mateo's and just hit a canyon and a ridge and uh, make yeah, a circle and then eat, move to another place yeah. and keep on moving yeah but we didn't have to move very much once in a while, we'd go without starting a track, but boy, we started one damn near every day with Graves. Really? Oh, uh, he was the luckiest man I ever seen. Huh. Yes, sir. Did he, you think he just, just luck, or did he know better where to well, look? he or? knew where to look. Yeah. He knew where to look, over there, and especially in the Black Range there, you know. We got places we call Graves' Mountain and all kinds of different things. That Graves' Mountain, that's a lion-infested son of a gun, you know. <laughs> south, Where, where's that at? <laughs> <laughs> south of Chloride Creek, just a little oh. bit down there. Yeah, That's probably where old Root probably hunts over there, it is. No, he don't make it that far this way. You know? No, he's further south than that, down towards Hermosa and things. Oh, okay. The only one that I know that's even hunted in there in the last two or three years is that boy, Christy Carters. And he caught eight line this year, but but he uh, just right in there. He don't hunt, but they're on their ranch, I think. Huh. Tell him the Walker story. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember the names, but they kept after me forever to... It don't sound like that's the right name, yeah, but anyway, uh, he gets after me all every time I'd see him. I didn't see him very often, but Clay, I want you to—I want to come up there and hunt with you and show you how them walkers can run a bear. And I, I just put, kind of shuck it off. But, yeah. but after a while, he got to really wanting to come. We went over here, right straight across over here, and that's pretty rough to run a bear over there. I've run lots of them over there. And, them dogs, they they got to know what they're doing to run a bear over there. I mean, boy, it, it's rough and bluffy, and them old bear can run, and most of them head south. But anyway, this bear, we started a bear right on the side of Bear Mountain right there. Hobo started right around about a two-year-old bear, about half full, and he went north. All them guys wanting to go north after them dogs. I said, there ain't no use going there. I said, they'll either catch him, and then we can go after a while, and get to him or I said he'll, he's, he'll come back this way so we went over there on a the little old high peak I said let's just wait right here well every once in a while we'd hear a dog bark way up to the north oh we'd been there a while here come the bear right through that saddle just to run as hard as he could and a little bit right behind him was that old blue dog of mine he was he was coming and then in a minute just a little bit here come a whole pack of my red ones all together that's how they, usually they're all about the same speed. Anyway, 
we waited a long time. I think they finally two walkers came by, but the whole brothers didn't. They got thrown out. And I never heard another word about that the rest of the time. They said, well, let's go. Them dogs going to catch that bear. I said, them dogs are not going to catch that bear. He said, your dog's not going to catch that bear? I said, no. I said, they can't catch that bear. I said, look how much our star he has. And I said, they've already run. And I said, he's a two-year-old poor bear. They ain't never going to catch that bear. You know, I got my dog back in three or four days. <laughs>